Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana, and today I'm doing something that I've been really looking forward to, and that is I want to do a three-part series that I am calling Movies with a Message. You know, I've always been a movie buff. I love movies. And, you know, sometimes movies, they don't really have a message per se, which is fine. You know, they're just entertaining. They're fun to watch. They're, they make us feel things. We connect with people in the movies, but they might not necessarily have a big message. Like, for example, probably, well, well, without question, the movie that I've seen the most times in my life, and it's probably my favorite movie ever. Maybe it's tied with one of them I'm going to talk about today. But the movie I've seen more times than any other is the movie Die Hard. Yeah, I absolutely love Die Hard. <laughs> okay, I have, I have most of the movie memorized. I've seen it so many times. I've probably seen it conservatively 50 times. Okay, so, you know, how do you get over, you know, you know, jet lag, you know, make fists with your toes. Okay, so I got the movie basically memorized. It's sort of not fun to watch the movie with me because I kind of say the lines before the actors do. <laughs> it kind of ruins it for people around me. Okay, so, but that movie really doesn't have much of a message to it, right? It's just awesome entertainment. Um, it's got some great one-liners in it, um, you know, but it doesn't have much of a message, but the movies I'm going to talk to you about in this series, they all have something really powerful to say. They are movies that have a conscious message in them. Maybe not everything about the movie is coming from a conscious perspective, but I'm picking out certain parts of movies that are like, yeah, that is speaking to an important issue that we could learn from and we could apply in our lives if we want to create healthy, sustainable relationships. Okay? So that's what this is all about. Movies with a message. All right? Now, what I would love for you to do, the best way to get the most out of these podcasts over the next three weeks is to listen to the podcasts first and then go watch the movies, right? So in other words, hear what I'm pointing to, hear what I'm saying about the movie, and then go watch it with those, with those things on your mind. And I think if you combine listening to what I have to say and then going and watching the movie and seeing it, for yourself, I think it will make the biggest impact on you. And it will be fun because all the movies I'm referring to, they may not be your all-time favorites, but they are all very popular movies. I would not be surprised if you have heard of and seen every single one of them. But 
just like me. I, there was a movie that I'm talking to talk about in this podcast that I hadn't seen for years, but I wanted to refresh my memory because I was going to talk about it. Um, and it just really touched me again. So perhaps some of these movies you haven't seen in, in years or maybe decades, but I'm going to encourage you to go watch them again after this because the message the movie has may touch you in a more profound way. Okay? Does that sound fun? All right. So this first podcast, I'm going to talk about three movies and they're all linked they, they all say something similar and they bring a little different perspective to it. Okay, so they're like three pieces of a pie. And so this podcast, I could say these three movies describe what I would call the path to true happiness. Okay, these movies are touching on things that are essential components if you want to be truly happy. You, you, you want to be, have a fulfilled, meaningful, happy life. These movies have something really powerful to say about them. So this, this is all about the path to happiness. And so let's just jump right in. The first movie that I want to bring your attention to is my, I guess I would say I haven't seen it more than Die Hard, but it is my all-time favorite movie, and the movie is Braveheart. Okay, it came out in 1994. It was a Mel Gibson movie, and if you've never seen Braveheart, it did win. I believe it won the Academy Award that year. It's an epic, you know, story of Scotland's desire for freedom over England, set in the I think the 1200s. It's about William Wallace, who was you know, a hero in Scotland and fought for the freedom of their country. And Mel Gibson plays William Wallace. Okay. If you haven't seen this movie, oh my God, you have to see it. Now it is four hours freaking long. Okay. <laughs> but it's worth every minute of it. And there are a number of things about the relationship that are uh, about the movie that are very powerful and speak to us. But there's one particular scene that I think says something about the path to true happiness. And the scene comes right near the very end of the movie. Now, by the way, this movie is so important to me (laughs) that I have the movie poster up in my office. It's right over my left shoulder. I've had it since 1994. When I first saw this movie, it just floored me because the movie is about freedom and courage. That's what the movie's about. The movie's about about living, about wanting to be free, uh, about standing for freedom, living a life of freedom and having the courage to pursue it and do whatever you need to do, even if it costs you your own life, to get there. It's just, there's an inspiring message in this that William Wallace stands for something, that he wants his country to be free, and he has a purpose to his life. He he feels like this is what his life is about. This is why he was born. This is what he's here to do. And that that sense of purpose 
and wanting to create freedom for himself, for his countrymen, from the tyranny of the English back in the day, is what his life is all about. And so the movie's about people that have the courage to stand for that, and those who sort of say they want it, but in the end, they're cowards. Okay? So this has always spoken to me, um, because... I think my life has been about freedom. Maybe yours has too. I, when I reflect on my life, um, I sometimes, well, I know for sure at certain periods of my life, I was not free. That, that I was living according to my ego needs. Like my ego was, was making me its slave in a sense. Like I, I wasn't, free to pursue my own hopes and and dreams or desires that my life was really about trying to impress people to um perhaps impress my father um perhaps like my life was all about like getting noticed and and wanting people to think I was special right so i didn't this is difficult for me to describe, but it wasn't like I was living my life for myself, you know, being myself. I was living in reference to everybody else around me. I was sort of living everybody else's dream or doing what I thought, frankly, what I thought God wanted me to do back in the day. And so when this movie came out and it talked about freedom and courage, um, to know who you are and what makes you tick and what the purpose of your life is. It just, it, it spoke to me because I was, I was not William Wallace is what I'm trying to say. It's like, um, I wasn't living my real truth. I, I wasn't living my, my best life. I was doing things for the wrong reasons, for the wrong people. And I don't know, I know that sounds kind of vague, um, it would take me forever to describe exactly what I mean. But perhaps when you're listening to me say that, you can relate to possibly this idea of not being free, uh, living life for someone else or by somebody else's rules or for somebody else's purpose or to to satisfy somebody else's expectations or that you're doing things because you think you were supposed to, or I don't know what it is, but I do know that this sensation of freedom and the courage to be committed to our freedom is just a powerful message. And so the scene that I'm pointing to is at the end when, when um, Mel Gibson as, as William Wallace, he finally gets betrayed by someone and he's caught by the English, right? Because he was, you know, persona non grata in England. He was the enemy of the state because he was leading the resistance in Scotland about breaking free from English rule. And so they were always hunting him down and one of his close confidants betrayed him and he got caught. And so he was going to be killed. He was going to be tortured and killed. I won't go into the details. It's pretty awesome to watch. Um, 
but he's locked up in jail. He's chained to the wall. And of course, there was a woman who was going to be the queen of England, uh, I believe, at one point. She was married to the king's son. Um, and so she's a princess at this point, I guess. But she's fallen in love with William Wallace because her husband is a pussy and doesn't stand for anything. And this guy is a man who is on a mission. And there's a lesson right there that feminine creatures are attracted to people who have a core truth about them. They, they feel like they can trust a masculine being that, that is about something, that has a purpose, that is guided by something that's beyond his ego. And he's standing for something bigger than himself, right? Feminine creatures find that incredibly sexy. And she does. And she's fallen in love with William Wallace, even though she's married to the king's son, okay? So she sneaks in to the jail, the dungeon where he was, and she wants to give him um, a drug, like a, a numbing agent, so that when they torture him, he won't feel anything. And of course, he refuses it, right? Um, and she's so upset, and she's like, but you're going to die. And here's the line. He says, every man dies, but not every man really lives. And I have goosebumps on my arm as I say it. Every man dies, but not every man really lives. Now that right there, people, you take that one to the bank. That is a line for the ages. Yeah, we're all going to die, right? But who among us is really living their life? Are you really living? So I think this movie, The Path to True Happiness, is when you feel like I'm really living my life. Yeah, I'm going to die. Everybody's going to die. But see, there's a lot of people who aren't really living. They don't know who they are. They don't know what their life is about. They aren't committed to something bigger than themselves. They're, they're just simply out to manage their own egoic needs like I was at one point in my life. And sometimes I, God, I fear sometimes I'm still doing it. <laughs> but this is kind of a call to say, if you want real happiness, you have to be really living. Now, I don't know what that means for you. I don't know what really living means for you. And I'm certainly not here to tell you you're not really living. How would I know that? But I'm sort of projecting that in many moments of my life, when I heard that line, I, I said, am I, am I really living? And the answer was no. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't with the person I wanted to be with. I wasn't pursuing what I wanted to pursue. I, I was doing things for the wrong reasons with the wrong people. And do you, do you follow me? And so, and I wasn't happy <laughs> because of that, right? So I think this first movie, Braveheart, says, Are you a brave heart? Do you have a brave heart? Are you really living? And I, I think that's a question that you could sit with. Every man dies, but not every man really lives. 
And of course, when he says man, he means it generic for human. Every human dies, but not every human really lives. So I don't know what that means for you. I don't know if that speaks to you. I don't know if that makes something like a knot in your stomach. I don't know if it brings joy or it brings sadness. I I don't know. I do know that sitting with the question, every man dies, but not every man really lives, is a worthy thing to wonder about yourself if you want to have a truly happy life. So that's my favorite movie of all time is Braveheart. And part of it is because it's about these themes of freedom and courage. And then that movie line, in fact, that, that line is the movie's subtitle, like on the movie poster on my wall. You know, it's got Braveheart across the top. And then right there in smaller letters, it says, every man dies, not every man really lives. So that movie's got a message to it. It's not just about William Wallace, even though it's based on a true story. I think they took a lot of liberties, um, if I'm not mistaken. But it's based on a true story. And yet, even though it happened, what, 800, 900 years ago, whatever it was, (laughs) it's still a message. Are you really living? And what would it mean if you were? Because maybe maybe quite a few of you are like, maybe I'm not really living the life I want to. Maybe I'm not really doing the career that I really want to do. Maybe I'm doing what my parents wanted me to do or what I thought I should do or I don't know. Maybe there's something happening in your life. Maybe you have a group of friends that you don't really feel connected to. Maybe you're in a relationship that you feel like this, 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 I'm not really living here, right? I'm... I'm in this relationship because I, well, financially I feel safe or it's better than being alone, right? There's so many ways we're not really living. If we're giving in to our loneliness, maybe staying in a relationship that we we know we shouldn't be in, maintaining friendships that we probably should let go of, or maybe there's a career change that we've always wanted to make. It's like, no, I'm not really living. I'm, I'm sort of muddling through. I'm sort of going through the motions. I mean, are you going through the motions or are you really living the life you want to live? Or at least I, ha- I'm, I, I, I do have the courage to pursue it. I don't know if I'll get there. I don't know if I'll achieve my dreams, but damn it, I'm going to die trying. That's the message of the movie. When William Wallace died, they were not free. But everything he did, because the movie ends by saying, you know, afterwards, the men were inspired by his death and they fought for their freedom and they won their freedom. So William died without finding the freedom his life was about. So what changes do you need to make? So that you can look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm really living. I'm scared to death. I am absolutely petrified. But I am on my edge. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm trying what I want to try. I'm I'm really living. <laughs> right? I'm really living. And, and then do you have the courage to go for it? 
And again, I don't know what that means for you. I don't know if this means anything to you. But I suppose for those it does, then it does. Okay, so that's the first movie, Braveheart. The first part of being truly happy is dealing with these issues of freedom and courage. And every man dies, but not every man really lives. Okay, number two, and we get even more powerful here. The movie is Forrest Gump. Oh my God, Forrest Gump. I rewatched the movie yesterday. It, I just, I cried through most of the whole thing and I laughed. What an amazing movie. You know, um, so cleverly made. Um, just a, an incredible story. I mean, the writing of it and just, yeah, it's just, it's just so much fun. And Tom Hanks, his acting, um, Gosh, it just, yeah, the whole thing is is fantastic. But do you remember? I don't know how long it's been since you've seen it, but do you remember the movie slogan? Hmm? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That, my friends, is as conscious of a message as you're ever going to get. Because this movie... It's really about destiny. It's, it's about fate and destiny and what you want your life to be about and what you think it should be and the direction and the events and circumstances that you think should happen versus life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So it speaks to the truth of the unpredictability of life. It speaks to the truth that you can't control the, the mysteries of life and, the, and how life unfolds. So the movie is really all about how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the fact that you don't have control over anything? How do you deal with the fact that you never know what you're going to get? You never know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, you might have your dreams and your desires and and your intentions and that's fine. And yet, when's the last time life ever called you and said, hey, so how do you want things to go for the next 20 years? Does life ask you what you want? <laughs> or does life unfold? Now, life has been unfolding for 14 and a half billion years, right? And you're going to be here for 80 or 90. I'm going to be here for 80 or 90. And then life is going to keep unfolding for billions and billions of years. And so it's been doing its thing long before us. And it will do it long after us. And we aren't the center of the universe, we are just another part of the unfolding nature of evolution, of, of how life is unfolding. And planets right now, there's planets that are exploding and suns and, and stars are forming and black holes are collapsing and there's shit happening all over the universe. 
And so therefore, this is where this statement, life is like a box of chocolates, comes from. You never know what you're going to get. Now, if you've seen the movie, the movie opens up with a feather being carried along by the wind. It's just being blown by forces that are outside its control. And the feather is floating around and floating around and floating around. And the movie ends with that same feather being picked up off the ground by the wind and being blown around by forces it has no control over. It's it's simply being carried about by forces much bigger than it. And that's what this movie is about. It's about that is the nature of life, that you're the feather, I'm the feather, and there are forces and things happening that are beyond us. There's a mystery here. And it's all about how do you deal with that truth? Now, there's two main characters in the movie, and it's, it's not Forrest Gump and Jenny, although in a sense it is. It's really about Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan. Right? See, Lieutenant Dan is someone that Forrest met when he ended up in the army, just because that's just the way life unfolded. <laughs> you have to watch the movie. Just Forrest Gump's life is just one thing after another that he's not choosing. He's not, he doesn't have any intention. He's just living life as it comes in front of him. And he's just moving with life. He, he, now, the problem with the movie is because Forrest is the enlightened one in the movie. He's simply rolling with what is. He is surrendered to what is. He's accepting what is and just deals with what's in front of him. Because this movie really is about acceptance and resistance. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's the truth. Do you accept that and then deal with whatever chocolate you get? (laughs) Or do you say, fuck, no, I don't want this. This, I don't like this. This is not the piece of chocolate I wanted. Right? How simple is that? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Do you accept that? If you do, you're on the path to happiness. If you don't, if you resist it, if you fight what life is giving you, you're not going to be happy. And Lieutenant Dan wasn't happy. Because as you'll see in the movie, Lieutenant Dan thought he had a destiny. Everybody in his family for, for, for generations had died on the battlefield in war. And Lieutenant Dan gets blown up in an attack in Vietnam and Forrest saves his life, but his legs are blown off. But Lieutenant Dan is so angry because his destiny was to die on the battlefield and fucking Forrest screwed that up. So he's actually mad that Forrest didn't let him die out there because to Lieutenant Dan, that's the way his life was supposed to unfold. He was supposed to die in battle like everyone else. But life is like a box of chocolates, Lieutenant Dan. You never know what you're going to get. And somebody saved you. And now you don't have any legs. And he was in resistance to that. 
He didn't know what he was going to do. There's one line in the movie. Now I have no legs. Now what do I do? Right? And so he's bitter. He becomes an alcoholic. He, he, yeah, he's just so upset because his life didn't go the way he wanted it to. But Forrest is the opposite of that. All kinds of things happen to Forrest that in the beginning they look bad, but in the end it just, well, it turns out something good comes from it or the next thing comes from it. And that's Forrest's life is he gets a different piece of chocolate about seven or eight times in the movie and he just takes it. He eats it. He accepts it. Okay, this is what's happening. Right? He's being chased by his, quote, friends because he's slow, right? In the movie, he's a little slow. He's what they call stupid. And so he gets picked on and bullied and he's running away from them. But the kid could run. Forrest could run. Run, Forrest, run. And he runs through the Alabama football practice. (laughs) And the coach says, who's that? Right? So all of a sudden, he gets a free college education because he's fast. Right? And he graduates college and there's an army recruiter there and said, son, what are you doing for your future? And he hands him a brochure. And it's like, oh, I guess I'm going in the army. <laughs> right? And he's in the army. Then he meets Lieutenant Dan. And right? So his whole life is like that. That he is simply eating the piece of chocolate that's been given to him. He's like the feather. Things are moving me. And I'm not resisting. I'm, I'm just dealing with what's in front of me. Bad guys are chasing me. I'm running. Coach says I can be on the football team. And I, I'll do that. Somebody says, you ever played ping pong? And he, he finds he has a gift for ping pong. So then he plays ping pong. Then he's a national champion. And, all right, and he, so he's, he's not planning his life. He's living it. He's just eating the piece of chocolate that's put in front of him. (laughs) It's the best way to say it. But Lieutenant Dan, again, is just the opposite of that. And one is a path to happiness and one is a path, you know, to real resistance. Now, at the end, Lieutenant Dan comes around, right? He makes peace. He begins to accept that this is his destiny. Not that he created it, but that he's living it. Just this is the... Destiny in the movie is not something that you create. It's something that you just experience. Forrest ends up having his destiny. And Lieutenant Dan has his destiny. Jenny has her destiny. She ends up, I think, dying of AIDS. Right? But it isn't, it isn't, it isn't the kind of thing like, you know, I'm fighting with life and I'm, I'm, I'm arguing with life. There's just this sense that life is like a box of chocolates. And in so many scenes in the movie, Forrest, especially when he goes to see Jenny, he has a box of chocolates for her as a gift, right? And it's just a consistent reminder, open the box, see what you get. And you can enjoy it or you could hate it. But life is like a box of chocolates and you don't have any choice as to what you get. You don't. You don't have a choice about getting cancer. You don't have a choice about whether your company downsizes and lays you off. You don't have a choice about whether your partner cheats on you because it's their karma. You, you, you don't have a choice about hardly anything, right? You, you do 
Right? Do we realize that we don't have control over hardly anything? Even though everybody tells you, do, oh, the law of attraction, you can manifest. Oh, that's such a bunch of garbage. It really is. Life is like a box of chocolate. You don't know what you're going to get. Manifest. Create things by your thoughts. Stop it. Right? Create things by your thoughts. Go outside and think that gravity does not apply to me and I really see it and I feel it and I'm manifesting that I can fly and jump off a bridge and see what happens. Okay, don't 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 even right? Let's not even pay attention to the the charlatans that are teaching you that nonsense. Okay? That's my problem with the law of attraction is when you take it seriously, it's insane. Okay? It sounds good, it sells books, it sells programs. It appeals to the ego, right? It's like, oh, I want to manifest my partner. Oh, I want to get this job. I want to have this house. I want to be a millionaire. It's, it's just, it's all, it's just ego. It just appeals to our ego, to our desire to want things, right? But when you get down to it and you really begin to think about it and, 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 and examine what's actually being taught, you begin to see that it's complete and utter nonsense. Life is like a box of chocolates. You know what you're going to get. You don't have control over anything. That doesn't mean you don't have hopes and dreams and you don't have a purpose like we talked about with Braveheart and you don't feel like, okay, my life is about this and I want to go in this direction, but you hold it all very loosely because at any moment, life could take a different turn. You get a a different piece of chocolate. And now you got to deal with this. Oh, my life was about setting Scotland free. But then what if you got cancer? Oh, I guess not. Right? Or you see what I'm saying? So, yes, we have our hopes and our dreams and our intentions. And, yeah, you want to attract a partner or get a better job or get, or get fit. Of course, of course, I do too. All those things. Fine. It's fine. But we hold them loosely. It was like, okay, this is what my mind is is kind of saying, but ultimately, it's not my will be done, but thy will. You remember who said that? Remember Jesus? Okay. Now, I'm not a big Christian. I used to be, but I'm not into that stuff anymore. But he said some pretty powerful things. And at one point, he was going to the cross. He didn't like it too much. And he said, not my will be done, but thy will be done. Now, how does that square with the law of attraction? The law of attraction is my will be done, God. We are telling the universe what we want as if we know what's best for us. I always use the illustration of a three-year-old that says, Mommy, I want ice cream for dinner. I want ice cream for every meal. Really, Mommy, I know what I want. I'm clear. I want to manifest ice cream for every, every meal. It's what I want. And what I want is what's best for me. And the parents like, shut up. <laughs> you don't know what's best for you. You're three years old. <laughs> okay, I know you want ice cream. I know you really do. You're not getting it. I know what's best for you. I'm going to give you some broccoli. <laughs> do you get the point? I think sometimes this law of attraction is like us being two and three-year-olds and we're screaming at the heavens, give me, give me, give me, give me what I want. Because I know what's best for me. I know what I need. I know what I need to grow. I know I need a partner right now. Do you? 
If you don't, then life is saying, no, you don't. Because if life agreed with you, you'd have a partner. So I'm on a harp on this a little bit. Because if you don't resonate with life is like a box of chocolates and you don't know what you're going to get. If you think that, no, life is not, no. I make the chocolate. I make every piece that's in the box. And I get what I want. If that's your person, go for it. I mean, go for it. See, just tell me how that works. Tell me how that works. So, if we understand life is like a box of chocolates, then all that life is, is how do I deal with what's right in front of me? The unfolding mystery of this day. This is the day the Lord has made. You can rejoice and be glad of it, or you can be like Lieutenant Dan, and you can fight it and argue it and, and just not be happy. So acceptance or resistance. So what's your piece of chocolate right now? How is life unfolding for you right now? Are you single and you don't want to be? Can you accept? Can you just deal with that? Doesn't mean you, I'm not saying stop wanting a partner, but I'm saying you can stop being like Lieutenant Dan about it, being upset about it, being miserable about it, thinking like God has let you down. Because if you watch the movie, Lieutenant Dan, at one, one part, he's up on the top of, I think, Forrest's boat and he's screaming at God, come get me, right? He's still so angry at God. So, are you angry at God about your love life? It, it, you're just, you're not on the path to happiness. The path to happiness is like, well, this is how life is unfolding right now. Nobody knows about the future. That's the problem. That's what the, that's what the movie is pointing to, is you don't know what's going to happen in the future. So when we talk about accepting life as it is now and not resisting it, that doesn't mean you're resigning it to never change. No, the Buddha taught that life is impermanent. It always changes. The wisdom here is, is however it is right now, you can either be like Forrest Gump and just, okay, I'm going to go with it. I'm just going to respond and just take it as it is. Now, the problem with the movie is he has that perspective and he's has an IQ of 75. And I think that's unfortunate because it's, it's like, oh, for me to live like Forrest, I got to be stupid. I got to be retarded. I, I've got to be mentally challenged. That's the problem. <laughs> no, we don't have to have an IQ of 75 to just take what life gives and work with it and make something beautiful out of it. So that's the downside of the movie. <laughs> so who are you right now? Are you forced? Are you Lieutenant Dan? And you can shift at any moment you want. And so can I. We can become Lieutenant Dan 10 times a day. We fight We fight the traffic. We get angry about 
our health or our body weight or our job or our boss or what our friend said to us or what happened on this date or what my ex did or is doing. Or we can just deal with what's in front of us and watch life unfold magically and mystically. So that's, that's what Forrest Gump has to say about the path to happiness. It's about acceptance or resistance. So here we go. We got Braveheart is about freedom and courage and really living life. That's the first step toward true happiness is are you really living the life that you want to, that you want to live? Now, you might think those are semi-contradictory, but they're really not. They're really not because you can be living the life you really want to live, but you understand that what I'm pursuing and what I'm doing and the dreams that I have, I hold them loosely because life ultimately has the trump card here. And so I'm doing this. I'm going there. This is what my life is about. And if life says, no, it's not, it's about this, then okay. If life says, no, here's a piece of chocolate you never expected to get, okay. Okay. Yes. I'll take what you're giving me. Even though I wanted that, and my life is about that, and I have some sense of purpose, great, but yet I'm holding it so loosely, and I'm ready to say yes if life has a different agenda. It's just... It's just like Jesus, not not my will be done, but yours. Ultimately, I, yeah, I have my will. Yeah, I have my thoughts. I have my, my dreams. I'm like William Wallace. I'm standing for this. I'm moving in this direction. I want freedom for my life, and and I'm pursuing it. I'm, yeah, yeah, that's my will. I got my will. I'm not, we can't deny that. But my will is sub, is submitted to yours. I am surrendered to life. And when life says, I know you're going this way, but here's the direction that I'm taking you, then my response can be yes or no. Lieutenant Dan said no. Forrest said yes. Which brings me to the third movie. A really sweet romantic comedy by Jim Carrey. And the movie is called Yes Man. Have you seen it? You should. It's one of the better romantic comedies. I've got a bone to pick with a lot of romantic comedies because the male figures in the movies too often are just wussies. They're they're soft men. They're just ew. You know, they're, they, they don't have any backbone. They don't have any spine. They don't have any integrity. They're just kind of these wishy-washy guys, right? But not in this movie. The, uh, this movie's not like that. It, it, Jim Carrey is the main character, and he's certainly got his issues. But he, but he's not. He's not. Um, gosh, who was that? There was an. Oh, I, yeah, I should have thought about this. I, if I remember his name, I'll bring it back up. Um, I can see his mind and his face in my in my head, but I can't get to his name. I'm getting too old, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Back to our regular schedule programming here. Yes Man is a really conscious movie because 
it's not only funny and sweet and, you know, it's just a, an enjoyable movie to watch. If you like Jim Carrey, he's hilarious, I think. Um, but he is a guy that has gone through a divorce. His wife left him, okay, because he wasn't living his life. He He's a guy who says no to everything. The movie opens up. His friends are calling him to do things. Nope, nope, can't do it. Can't make, got things to do, got places to go, can't do it. So his whole life is about saying no. He's even, um, he works at a bank. He's a loan officer. And he just says no to everybody's business idea. He's just declining lo- no, uh, uh, loans. No, no. So it's, it's, it's kind of funny. He's just saying no to everything and everyone. Okay? <laughs> and then he meets an old friend or something that invites him to some consciousness seminar you know, uh, being held by one of these gurus, which it's so they they make some fun of the consciousness gurus, and, and and rightly so because you know we all should not take ourselves so seriously. Um, but he goes to this thing, and it's all about saying yes to life, and they're challenging him to be a yes man, <laughs> which is kind of funny because being a yes man is a derogatory phrase for someone who works under someone of power. Yeah, you're just a yes man, you know, right? But the whole idea is that he is saying no to everything and he goes to this thing and he gets challenged by the leader to make a covenant that you're going to say yes to life. No matter what is requested of you, no matter what happens, you're going to say yes. And so it it goes on this hilarious thing of, of people asking him things that he should never say yes to. But he has to, and so he does. <laughs> like there's this old lady that wants to give him, give him a blowjob, <laughs> and he says no, and then he falls down the stairs, and he thinks, well, my God, I'm resisting life, and so I got to go back and say yes to this old lady. And it's just, it's just hilarious uh, how they take this beautiful principle of having an orientation of acceptance and surrender and yes to life. They take it to an extreme, in a sense, to make it funny, but also to show you that it's not to be taken too literally. You know, that's kind of the point of the movie. In fact, the guru at the end comes back to Jim Carrey and is like, no, I didn't mean it like that, you moron. It's just your general orientation toward life. You come from your heart. And and what he's saying is you're moving through life with this yes, like, I'm here, I'm present, I'm available, I'm responsive, I'm surrendered, I'm accepting, I'm saying yes to what happens. I'm not going through life fighting, saying no, resisting, pushing against. My general orientation toward life is yes. Okay? So do you see how all three of these movies tie together? So the saying in Yes Man Okay, and it's in the very beginning when the guru is right in his face at this conference. He says to Jim Carrey, you say no to life. Therefore, you are not living life. Hear that. You say no to life. Therefore, you aren't living life. Now, there's so much meaning in that. You're... If you say no to life, you're you're not living with what is. You're not living in reality. You're not you're not in responsiveness. You're not eating the piece of chocolate that's in your box. 
You're not living life. I don't know what you're living, but you're not living life. You're living in your head and in your resistance. So this is another one of these things that's kind of esoteric. It's kind of mystical for me to describe. I don't mean to encourage you to go out and say yes to everyone. If a, Like Jim has a homeless person. Ask him for a ride. He says yes. He asks him to use his phone. He says yes. And then he runs out of his battery, runs his battery out in his phone because he, he says yes to using his phone. And he, he has to drive him so far, he runs out of gas. And the guy says, can you spare a few bucks? And Jim says, yeah, here's a couple. And the guy says, well, can I have all of it? Can I have all your money? And he's like, oh, I got to say yes. So he gives him all of his money. Then he runs out of gas and he, 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 can't, he can't buy gas for the car. Okay, right. So it it makes so the point is not just to say yes to anything and you know not tune in and and kind of okay what's right for me, but it's a shift in your general orientation that life is like a box of chocolates. I don't know what I'm going to get, but yeah, yes to whatever it is, however life unfolds today. I'm not going to meet it with no. I'm not going to be Lieutenant Dan. I'm not going to be fighting it. This is not what I want. This is how it's unfolding. Yes. Yes. Acceptance. Flow. Do you see how this is all the path to true happiness? Because if you're living life by saying no to everything, you're just in resistance. You're not going to be happy. Because everything that's happened is what you don't want. No. No to this. No to that. No to that. No to this. No to this. I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't want that. You're not going to be happy. You're resisting. And you're not free. Because ultimately, real freedom is not freedom for yourself. It's freedom from yourself. Do you get that? All of these These sayings, life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. The only way you can be that is if yourself dissolves. The big sense of me and what I want. The only way you can say, you know, yes to life is when the I becomes more transparent You're really free, not when you get freedom for yourself, but when you get freedom from yourself. So how about those three movies? Go watch them. Go watch them and see if they touch you like they touch me. Go see Braveheart. Go see Forrest Gump. Go see Yes Man. They all are saying something that are intertwined They're all little pieces of this puzzle about how do I find a real relationship with myself? Like, how do I find real happiness, right? In the next weeks to come, we're going to talk about some real relationship things like relating with others, but you can't relate with others until you have a healthy relationship with yourself and with life itself, Your most important relationship is the one you have with life itself. Am I saying yes to life? Am I accepting life? Am I 
Am I surrendering my hopes and my dreams and what I want to what life wants? Am I keeping that kind of thing in perspective? And the more that we do, the happier life that we live, the happier that we are. How's that? Pretty good. Movies for a message. All right. Now, I would tell you everything that's happening next week, but I'm still sort of processing. So I don't know which movies. I've already made a few changes because I thought I was going to do a whole week doing Jim Carrey movies. I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, So I'm still being with this and seeing what life wants to bring through me and how life, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, how it wants to express itself here. So I'm kind of sitting with yes to what is, to accepting what direction things want to go. So I I can't really tell you what next week is going to all be about other than I'm going to have three movies to talk to you that, that say something about living and loving consciously. All right. As always, I, I, I put this tag on all my podcasts. I am sharing some unbelievably deep and challenging perspectives. And you probably need support in understanding them and in integrating them and applying them to your life as I have. I still have people I talk to about these things and because I'm still working to apply these things to my own life. And if you need support in this, if you need coaching with this, if, if this resonates with you and you want to more deeply understand this because you really want to be happy, then you know where to find me, right? Roy at coachingwithroy.com, 407-687-3387. Until next week. Go see Braveheart, Forrest Gump, and Yes Man. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. 